You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Welcome to the broadcast. Pastor Todd Coconado here. I'm so thankful that you've tuned in. Uh, We have an important question to ask you today, and that question is, has discernment left the building? Has discernment left the building? What do you mean, Pastor Todd? Well, uh, I'm just seeing the wildest things being said and done in the name of Christianity. Are you seeing this also? Uh, People that are saying, I'm a prophet, I'm an apostle, I'm this, I'm that, and then making very bombastic claims, saying things that are outlandish and that are not supported by the word of God, And what grieves me as a shepherd is I see many people falling into the trap of listening to these folks. And I believe the main reason for that is lack of discernment and lack of understanding uh, with what is actually in Scripture. And that's probably because many people, and let's just be honest nowadays, have a hard time getting into the Scripture. Either they don't have the attention span for it or it doesn't make sense to them for some reason. I think the enemy actually... Um, you know, puts those thoughts in people's heads to where I can't understand the Bible. It's too complicated. It's really not. It's really not. But I understand that some people, you know, they'll they'll open it into, you know, maybe a part of the Old Testament where they're doing, uh, you know, mentioning, um, I don't know, something uh, with relation to who was begotten by who. And, you know, they'll read this whole thing and they'll say, oh, this is too complicated. I don't understand what this is, you know. So, they may read like a portion of the word and they don't really know where to go or they're just confused by certain things, the lineages, things like that. And so they just say, the Bible's too too complicated. Or maybe they open to the book Revelation. It just, it just doesn't make much sense. So I'm gonna get into this today because this is very, very, very important. I think one of the most important things for a believer today is to walk in wisdom and discernment. And a lot of times people want me to call out you know, all the false prophets and all the false people false teachers, false pastors. The problem is, if I were to do that, not only would I be in like the biggest war with everybody out there and all the influencers, but also it really would do no good because there's so many and I would still be missing many people. Now, I'm not saying that occasionally I don't come out and say something along those lines and make a warning about a particular person, but it's very rare for me because I've just found that it really doesn't do much good other than cause a lot of infighting and me to be in like this literally like a war it's like it's like two gangs fighting in the christian world back and forth and if somebody has a significant following it just gets really messy and dirty because people take sides and there's going to be people that are going to dig in no matter how heretical the person that they're following is they're going to believe it and so what's better in my view is and again i'm not against calling out people i think it's something that once in a while we have to do but i would rather you be set up for success for anyone and that's even when i'm not around or maybe you don't have another pastor you can reach out to and you're just going to know in your spirit this person is not speaking uh, along the lines of what the word of god says or they're not in the spirit they're they're not in the holy spirit what they're saying is false or wrong or off and the spirit of living god will give you a check in your spirit or an unction in your spirit so you understand something is wrong here and when somebody is mature in christ they will they will have to navigate through this minefield very regularly 
because there are a lot of false teachers out there. There's a lot of people that mean well, and maybe they get it right 70 or 80% of the time, but once in a while, they'll say something that's doctrinally incorrect. And a lot of this has to do with lack of mentorship, lack of accountability. People go off on tangents. They over-enunciate certain gifts. And they, and they get off track from the main thing, the mission, right? And so uh, it's really appealing sometimes. It's really appealing because it's interesting. You know, I think about that show on the History Channel, Ancient Aliens. You know, so anybody that's got like a sci-fi, you know, you, you like sci-fi movies or something like that, that kind of show would be appealing to you. Um, and, and some of you may have watched it. I mean, History Channel made all these different documentaries. They did it on Notre Dame and, you know, the Bible and all these other things. So uh, it's it's very common. A lot of people ask me about the Book of Enoch. You know, is, is Enoch something that we should look at? You know, there's all kinds of questions. And what I want to do, although I think it's important to go to a pastor and ask those types of questions, I also want you to be able to walk in discernment. And some of you are very good at it and you can get better. Others of you are not that good at it, and you succumb to uh, some of the deception out there. Now, let, let me just tell you this. Everybody is susceptible to deception uh, at times, even the most spiritually astute person. Somebody that really knows the Scripture, is walking in the Spirit, that may be you, really love the Lord, you're mature in Christ, you've been in, in Christ for many years. Even you can fall victim to the enemy's deceptions because the enemy is very crafty. And the enemy uses a different tactics, even though he's probably using pretty much the same tactics he's used on mankind since the garden. But, you know, there's nothing new under the sun, but we're, we haven't been here since the garden. So they seem like new tactics. They're, they're different things that the enemy uses to confuse us. Uh, so, you know, I know there's times when I've had like a guest on my show, for instance, and we're much more careful who we have on these days, much more careful. But in the initial stages of me having a show, even... Uh, up until a few years ago, um, you know, there would be people that everybody would recommend and they'd say, have them on your show, have them on your show. And, you know, I'm a nice guy. And if they're nice, you know, we develop somewhat of a, an, you know, beginning stage of a friendship and you have them on the show and they supposedly love the Lord and they might even say nothing wrong on my show, but then maybe they go on a show six months from now and say something that's off doctrinally. And then people are like, well, Pastor Coconato, didn't you recommend them? You know, so I have to be careful. I have to walk in discernment. And it's really important. Now, we're not always going to get it right, though, is what I'm saying. I mean, there's going to be times we're going to be duped. But what we got to do is when we're duped and we realize it and, and the Spirit of the Lord gives us that clarity, then we have to uh, course correct. It's important to course correct. And I just want to say this. There's nothing wrong if you got something wrong and then the Spirit revealed it to you and then you just course correct. I mean, that's what we need to do as Christians. Look, we're not, we're not perfect. We're, we're not going to get everything right, okay? And so I don't want you to beat yourself up. But, you know, if you start, let me give you an example. Like if you started following some person online and, uh, you know, they sounded really good. They got a great smile. They seem, you know, they, they love the Lord. And you start following them and you're getting into their teachings and everything. And then all of a sudden there's something that you just feel this isn't right something's wrong here and then you look in the word of god and you try to find the argument for what they're trying to push and it's not in the scripture and you're like wow this is this is interesting you know i had a i had an unction in the spirit i had a check in the spirit i go check the word of god it's not in there this person saying that it is here's what you do you gotta either stop following that person or maybe confront the person and, and ask them what they're talking about you know wh why are they saying this if it's not in the bible and it's not biblical what they're pushing and, you know, these are the types of, of, of red flags and things that we have to look for as believers because the problem is a lot of times people don't 
do anything. They just say, well, I have a check in my spirit, but I like this person. I'm going to keep going. And maybe it is just that one time. Maybe they were just off on that one thing. And, you know, and I get it. I mean, like I said, everybody makes a mistake once in a while. But the thing is, is that there's a lot of people being led very, very astray by some of these people that are making huge promises. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. And it sounds so good. It's, it's, it's total tickle ear stuff. You know, it just sounds so great. And so what I feel like, and this has been the big burden that I've been carrying, is that a lot of people are being misled and therefore not taking action where otherwise they would have because they're listening to somebody that's saying tickle ear stuff and they're just basically saying, well, that's what's going to happen and that's it. And we've got to have discernment, friends. We've got to because this is this is a device of the enemy to, to, to neuter and spay the church, honestly. It's a device of the enemy to, to render us, you know, incompetent and, and apathetic and lathadaisical and, you know, because this is what the enemy wants. If we don't do what we're meant to do and we just sit back and do nothing when we're meant to do something because faith without works is dead, then that is the strategy of the enemy and they keep moving forward. So discernment is so important. I mean, we can, we can get into relationships a little bit later and why you need discernment for relationships. But I'm really focused right now on just who you who you get fed from because there are people that are teaching unbiblical concepts in the body of Christ and it's so rapid at this point that unless we understand discernment and walk in discernment, many people are gonna be deceived and many people are deceived right now. And that's what grieves my heart as a shepherd. That's why I talk about this because I know I watch it with my friends. I watch it with people I care about and I see some of the voices that they're listening to and once in a while, I'll tune into one of those people just to see what they're saying and alarm bells are going off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not true. This is, this is false. This is hopium. This is not true what they're saying. But what they're saying is very appealing and it's what we want to hear because there is so much discouragement right now in just so many of the things that are going on in our world. And so the hopium, a lot of people like the hopium. They're like, yeah, this is what I want. You know, that's a problem, friends. So we're going we're gonna to talk about this more. Uh, this is the Todd Coconado Show. You can find us at uh, www.pastortodd.org, pastortodd.org. And uh, that's where we put everything up. And uh, we're, you know, we have a Sunday service. We got the Remnant Revival Center that's now open that we meet Fridays in Nashville uh, at, at 6 p.m. And so lots going on. We're going to talk about this very important subject, discernment discernment has it left the building what does it mean to be walking in discernment we'll be right back all right welcome back to the todd coconado show we're so thankful that you're here god is on the move in our country by the way and there's an amazing move of god there's an undercurrent of revival and that's why i'm talking about this because i believe that in the midst of this revival there's going to be false teachers that arise. This is the plan of the enemy. The Bible warns us about it. Uh, many will say, Lord, Lord, and I will say, depart from me, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. That's what the Lord says. He's, you know, and they say, well, we cast out demons in your name. We did this in your name. I never knew you. Many people have the wrong motives today. I see it in the preacher world, and, it, and it's very discouraging what I see, but I'm gonna tell you, it's real. I see people in the preacher world that are more concerned about power, money, likes, followers, uh, their reputation, uh, to, to have pats on the back, 
to be like a mini celebrity. This has been going on for a long time. It's still going on now. And uh, we, we have to resist it, leaders. We've got to resist those things. And we've got to stay focused on what the Lord is telling us to do. Uh, I put up a post the other day, and I just want to share this with you. Um, you know, I've been a preacher for over 20 years. And only by the grace of God, I'm going to tell you right now, only by the grace of God. If there's one thing I've learned, it's to keep my eyes on Jesus, no matter what. Our focus must remain on him in good times and in bad times. We got to be Christ-focused. We got to be Christ-centered. We got to be word-based. I mean, the Bible, we got to be spirit-led. Those who make it about something else or someone else, it may last for a season, but it's unsustainable. Because the thing is, many people shoot up. Many people shoot down as fast as they shoot up. And that's because they built their foundations on sinking sand. Sand will always end up sinking. Build your house on the solid rock. Jesus is the rock. He gives and takes away. It's not about us. It's about him. On Christ, the solid rock we stand, all other ground is sinking sand. That's the truth. The truth of the matter is, listen, uh, during the 2020 election season, how many people were saying a lot of different things? And listen, I'm going to be real with you because I am. that's who I have to be. I listen to some of them too. And what they said sounded really good. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And, uh, you know, they were saying it in a very Christian-esque way. Uh, you know, they made some very bombastic statements. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Many, many in the charismatic community. Let's just be honest. Many in the Pentecostal church, in the, in the charismatic movement. Uh, many, many people uh, have listened to these people. Okay, I'm not going to name them all because there's a lot of them. But what, what started happening was I started going to the Lord and saying, Lord, is this what you're saying? Is this what's going on? Because uh, if it is, great. But I, you know, this is where discernment comes in. So I started saying, is, is this you? And I honestly think a lot of those people started off in the right place. But then you know, the money came in, the fame came in, uh, the conferences, everything else. And then what happens is, and we've talked about this in the past, you know, it kind of takes you off course. And I think if any of them course correct, that the Lord is with them and he loves them. And, but the deal is they got a course correct and many people are not willing to do that. So, so I took it to the Lord and I said, Lord, is this you? And the Lord spoke something to me, very profound, very, very profound. He said, you know, when Jesus came in the flesh, fully God and fully man, he came in the flesh and, and, and everybody expected him to overthrow Rome, you know, the government of Rome, because here comes the savior. Here he is. He's going to save us. He's going to set us free. You know, that's what humans thought. That's what their minds thought. Even the, the Caesars thought, you know, Caesar thought that. And, uh, you know, all the, all the people in the, in the government thought that's why they were killing the babies. And, you know, you could think about what Herod did, you know, and King Herod. And I mean, you know, it goes on and on. It was, it was a repercussion of, of everybody thinking that there was going to be this major uprising and major problem. But what did Christ do instead? He didn't overthrow Rome because if he overthrew Rome, there'd just be another entity that would rise up like Rome. In a short time, I mean, we've seen that. There's always a vacuum and then there's another power structure that comes in and they could be more tyrannical than Rome. So what Christ did is he came to set the captive free and to be the eternal sacrificial lamb way bigger on the world stage, way bigger for all eternity. Very, very important, extremely important. And the most important thing that God has, has done for us is to send a savior. We needed a savior. So way bigger than what we could imagine, but yet not what we thought. As humans, Well, the, the same thing is happening now. And that's what the Lord shared with me is, is that God is doing something. We're going to have, I believe, the biggest revival, the biggest move of God in the history of the world. This is the end time harvest. 
And I believe we're going to see a transfer of wealth from the wicked to the remnant because the thing is something needs to fund the kingdom. It's got to be funded, but we also can't take advantage. A lot of people have took advantage of the finances and the buildings and the resources in the Christian community. They've, they've got rich over it. They've, they've, they built their own kingdom instead of God's kingdom. And so, you know, it's going to be a disruptive time. I think there's going to be some people that come along in the second wave. I think other people are not going to come along in the second wave because God is not going to tolerate people that are about themselves. God's not going to tolerate people that have, that have made it their own mission, their own thing, and have gotten disconnected from the Holy Spirit. God is looking for a people that are going to be about his business. They're going to lay down your wants and your needs and your desires. And, and trust me, the Lord will bless you abundantly because it's an abundant life in Christ. And if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you anyways. But the deal is it's not going to be a me-focused thing and, and the Lord's going to bless it. No, he, he wants people that hunger and thirst for righteousness. And so I believe that, look, it's the best of times, it's the worst of times at the same time. We're going to see egregious things. We're going to continue to see the infrastructure for the mark be put together. We're going to continue to see the deep state, the cabal, doing very egregious things on the, on the world stage and pushing towards this one world government. Can it be stopped? I think it could. I think it could be paused or, you know, maybe we could buy ourselves more time. I mean, I know that uh, the recipe for revival, Second Chronicles uh, 7, 14 says, you know, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I'll heal their land. So will he heal the land? I believe he will. I believe he would heal the land if we did that. But are we really doing that? Well, there is a righteous remnant that's crying out and that's probably why we're still here. But discernment is so important because a preacher shouldn't be leading you only to what he's saying or what she's saying or a preacher should be getting you more equipped to be able to walk out your salvation and to be able to walk out your calling and your purpose and leading you and pointing you to the Lord, always to the Lord, to go deeper in the Lord, to go deeper in your walk. That's what a, a preacher should be doing, not building their own kingdom. I know it's, it's a fine line because when you've been given a big mission like we have, build an underground railroad for the remnant, you know, we got the Remnant Revival Center, we got Remnant.News, we got the Religious Liberty Coalition, we got the radio show, the podcast. You know, there's a lot. So, you know, you would say, well, Pastor Todd, aren't you building a kingdom? No, I'm building the kingdom because this is all his. And that's the, that's the, the outlook we have to have. It's all his. It's not ours. He gives and takes away. This is his ministry. And so as a Christian, what we need to be focused on is not ministry specific and you know again this is donor suicide here what i'm saying but i care more about you and your soul than i do about uh being a rich person i you know that's not the goal i mean we need funds to run the ministry and by the way that goes to the ministry it doesn't go to me uh we need that we need more funds we're, we're a small ministry operating as a big ministry there's you know giant ministries all around us that are heavily funded we're not but you know god provides thank god and those of you that get it and you understand our heart and you help support us, thank you. Because honestly, we couldn't do it without you. We couldn't. We need your support. We need your help. Uh, this Remnant Revival Center is already helping people in this community, and that's just a start. Um, but, you know, this online Remnant community is getting bigger and bigger. But yet, yeah, not a lot of people like to support. And so please, yes, I would, I would definitely need your support. But, but what I'm saying is, you know, discernment is going to take you through whatever season you're in. So I, I think it's important we continue this conversation. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. How can I be discern, discerning? 
Has discernment left the building? That's the question. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. We're talking about discernment. Has it left the building? Has it left the church? Why are so many people being misled, deceived in this hour? Well, it's biblical. The Bible said this would happen. In fact, let me read the scripture right now where this all comes from, uh, where, where the Bible is telling us, look, there's going to be uh, false prophets in the last days. And when, when I believe when the scripture is talking about false prophets in the last days, he's not just talking about people that are saying I'm a prophet. He's talking about teachers. He's talking about preachers. He's talking about, you know, Second Timothy uh, 4, 3 through 4. It says this, okay? Second Timothy 3, uh, 3 through 4. It says, for a time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, they shall heap to to themselves teachers having itching ears. What about this one in 1 John 4, 1? It says, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. 1 Timothy 6, 3 through 5, it says, if any man teach otherwise and consent not to the wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine, which is according to goodness, you know, that that's going to be a problem. He's proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strives of words, wherefore coming envy and strife, railings, evil. It's talking about all these things. This is what the fruit of it is. If you're not teaching the wholesome words of God, then, then there's a problem. There's an issue. It, it's man-made. It's not powered by the Holy Spirit. And it's going to produce bad fruit. And this is why so many people right now are deceived. A discerning person will acknowledge the the worth of God's word. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are faultless to those who have knowledge. Proverbs 8, 8 through 9. Seeking discernment is a goal for all who, who desire to walk in righteousness. Who is wise? He will realize these things. Who is discerning? He will understand them. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. See, we're commanded to hate what is evil, to cling to what is good, according to Romans 12, 9. But unless we have true discernment, how can we determine what is evil and which is good? In order to maintain the purity of the gospel, The church must distinguish truth from heresy. Wisdom also demands that we properly discriminate between what is best and what is merely good. Discernment has many collateral benefits. Um, There's a scripture that says this in Proverbs. It says, my son, preserve sound judgment and discernment. Do not let them out of your sight. They will be life for you, an ornament to grace your neck. Then you will go on your way in safety. Ah, that's so good. And your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. You know, Solomon had discernment. He asked the Lord. He sought discernment and wisdom, according to Proverbs 1, 2, and 1 Kings 3, 9 through 12. It was to explore the handiwork of God and to seek the meaning of life. And so we as believers should seek the wisdom that comes from heaven. We must study the scriptures which are able to make you wise through faith in Jesus Christ. That's 2 Timothy 3.15. So the Lord is saying, look, study yourself approved. Get into the scripture. This is why the devil 
has worked so hard at getting the saints away from the scripture. And so what's happened, let's just break this down. What's happened is in social media, there's been voices now that have raised themselves up or even worse, are demonically raised up. And they've infiltrated the body, the body of Christ. And what's happening is because people have been so desensitized and so seeker-friendly, you know, it's like everybody's been trained under a seeker-friendly model. Even even some remnant people, you know, have. I mean, you might have a remnant church that you attend, but sometimes there's even influence from the seeker-friendly culture into the remnant. Thank God there are some bold preachers that are standing for the entirety of the Word of God and preaching the entirety of the Word of God. This is what God desires. This is what he desires for us. He wants us to be equipped. He wants us to be set up for success. Think about the major problems that we're dealing with right now in our culture. Every one of those problems, there's an answer from the word of God. Every one of those can be fixed. Did you ever think about that? That every problem that we have, there's an answer, there's a solution. Everything. I mean, you think about the debt in the United States government. You know, if we started drilling for oil and became energy independent because we have a lot of natural gas and oil that's not that's untapped that's actually what made america you know great i mean from standard oil and and that that period of time when we really became a great power in the world is because of, of oil and gas and so if we did that again and then we we got rid of the fed we backed our currency with gold imagine that right it would be a game changer we brought back jobs in manufacturing we got rid of all the uh all the governors that are on us, I don't mean like state governors, I mean the, the things that are impeding us. And, and instead, we, we, we really, you know, robustly transformed the economy into, instead of being a service economy, being a, a producer again. We produced our own goods, American-made. And, and we produced enough oil and energy that we didn't need to go to our enemies. And we stopped funding bases all around the world. And we started putting that money that we send to the Ukraine and other places into infrastructure and rebuilding the infrastructure. I mean, if somebody was like a, a person that really loved America, many of you are saying, well, this is what Trump wanted to do. Yes, it is. It is what Trump wanted to do in many aspects. And that, that's the thing because, and that's why they're, they're attacking this man. See, now if you have discernment, you can sense that, you can see that. Now, you may not like some of Trump's tweets or some of the things he says, but again, if you have discernment, you're looking as an American or even in another country that depends on America, you know, our leadership in the world, because when there's a vacuum of leadership from a republic like America, and what's going to happen? There's going to be a, it's going to be, the place is going to be taken by China. And that's what's happening right now because we have reprobate minds or we have people that are given to uh, a lie, the lie of globalism. It's a lie from the pit of hell to, to try to enslave humanity, to get, you know, to, to erode and get rid of the Constitution, to get rid of America as a great power. You know, some of these people believe America's bad. And I'm not saying everything we've done is good, but if we had a righteous leader, then our, our country could become good again, could become great again, right? Isn't that what President Trump's been trying to do? And I'm, again, I'm not saying that everything he does or says is perfect. But from a discernment standpoint, it's a heck of a lot better than where they're trying to take us right now. And yet it's astonishing to see how many Christians don't see that. It's astonishing how many get caught up on the silly stuff that means nothing. I mean, you know, take away the tweets. Look at the policy. Look at the fruit of what, what happened. Look at the religious liberty, how it thrived under President Trump. How he put judges in that were willing to overturn Roe v. Wade. That should be something every Christian celebrating. Life even though it's still at the state level, 
and there's still babies being killed, there's hundreds of thousands less. So it's a start, but we need to do more. But see, the thing is, is this is where it's become, you know, a lot of people just have their heads buried or want to put their hands over their ears. And they don't want to, they don't want to operate in discernment. They're willing to overlook major factors like the killing of the innocent with abortion. They're willing to overlook major factors because they, they identify with a certain, you know, narrative, ideology that's being put out by the deep state, by the, by the globalists. So it, this is real stuff that's going on. And the thing is, is it's going to come to a head at some point. And this is the part where the ministry and the calling that the Lord's given me isn't always fun because I get a lot of attack and warfare for being a pastor that's sounding the alarm. People say I'm political. They say I'm a nationalist, all these ridiculous things that they say, no, we just want to see the word of God protected, our, our faith protected, our country prosper, and the next generation be able to have freedom and rights like we've enjoyed. And those are being quickly eroded. It's really common sense. It's not like some crazy thing. If you take every, every issue one by one, whether it's abortion or gender confusion or uh, any of the things that are going on in our world right now that they say are political, even the border situation, you know, if you if you want to have your house, uh, you know, open all night, you t- tell me if you're okay with that. You know, I'll just leave the front door wide open while I sleep. I'm not going to worry about that. Uh, you know what's going to happen? Someone's going to come in your home. And it may be a very dangerous situation. Anybody with discernment would know that. So the bottom line is vet the people. We're not saying that, you know, we can't be a place where if people are in true danger that we might be able to take them in legally. But why usurp the entire process and system and overwhelm it that's unwise and what's going to happen from that well eventually every city is going to be in peril and we're not even going to be able to help the people that we're helping now because we're inundated and we've been overrun and see that's just common sense that's wisdom that's discernment but instead people are buying the crazy narratives that are being put out there and they're buying this because they lack discernment and they're hearing things that tickle their ears and make them feel good And so it's in the church, it's in our media, it's in our whole society. And this is why a Christian, a follower of Christ, needs to have discernment. So how do you get discernment? That's the question, right? How do you get it? Has it left the building? Well, yes, I would say to answer the question of the broadcast, I do believe it's left the building in many cases because I'm watching people, even some people that have been in the Lord for many years that are following certain people that I think, how is it that you do not see that this person's a charlatan? How is it that you do not see that what this person is claiming is not going to happen? They lack discernment or they've just succumbed to the fact where they feel so overwhelmed by everything that's going on in the world. Instead of wanting to get an actual solution and actually do the hard work that we really need to do, many people are saying, well, I'm just going to believe this is my truth. This is my reality. No, there's one truth. There's not your truth and this truth and that truth. There's not alternative facts. There's facts. That's it. Truth and facts. You know, bottom line, and this is where we've done a, a great disservice to this generation is where we tell them, well, there's, there's this truth and that's her truth and that's his truth. That is the most confusing, ridiculous thing. It's just like what they're telling the kids. You can be anything you want. There's, what, 46 genders. And pick a gender. Pick anything you want. It's, it's, it's so insane and so bizarre and so ridiculous and so evil and so demonic, and yet many people are barely saying anything. And so this is why we need discernment. We've got to have it. So you got to ask the Lord for discernment. You got to, here, here's the step. So if you're taking notes, number one, ask the Lord 
for discernment. Number one, ask the Lord for discernment. Where do we get that in the scripture? Well, that's what Solomon did, and we can do it too, and he'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. So number one, ask the Lord. Number two, get into the word of God. Get into the word of God. Know it, love it, become a lover of the word. I know there's a lot of good books out there. There's a lot of good podcasts, a lot of good people. Listen, I'm out here, so I'm not discouraging you from listening to folks. I think that's fine as long as you have discernment. But the key, though, is that you have to be equipped. It's just like a job. If you go into a job without being trained, and it's a difficult job because being a Christian is a difficult thing. I'm not going to tell you it's easy. They'll, they'll say, well, yeah, no, it is easy. I mean, come as a child, sure. But, but the warfare is hard. Um, you know, having discernment sometimes isn't easy because the devil is very crafty. And so we have to really navigate through things. And so I want to give you the ease and understanding that you, you will be deceived at times, but the key is to course correct. A lot of people won't tell you this. Look, a good leader is able to recognize, hey, I made a mistake. And, and people are going to have to understand everybody's going to make a mistake from time to time. So we have to have grace and we've got to have mercy. The Lord has grace and mercy. But the key is to course correct. And look, some of these leaders that are out there that are saying these bizarre things, making these bombastic statements that aren't going to happen, that are untrue, you need to course correct. If you do it now, I believe the Lord will spare you. If you don't, I believe you're going to get yourself into some serious trouble. So course correct now. Course, and that's to everybody out there. I'm not saying this to, to rain on people's parade. I'm saying because I love you, care about you. I don't want you to be deceived. I don't want you to make a stupid decision in your life that's going to cost you. You know, if I can do my best to try to stop you from that, to, to you know, people are, people are ruining their marriages over some of this stuff. It's pretty bizarre. And the enemy has a plan here. And so we've got to make sure discernment is key. We got to walk in it. We've got to hear from the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to get into the next part of this. Uh, stay tuned. This is the Todd Coconado Show. Very important last segment. Stay tuned. Discernment. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. So thankful that you're tuning in here on Real Talk Radio. We're just blessed, blessed by Real Talk Radio, blessed by the Ellis's, blessed by this ministry. And thank you for allowing me to have a show on your broadcast, by the way. We very much appreciate you. And this goes all out, by the way, on the app, on the podcast, wherever you're listening on Real Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Listen, okay, discernment. Has it left the building? Many of you say yes, it has. Some of these voices, some of these people, some of the things they're saying. So we're going to go through in this segment the 10 things. Okay, I'm going to go through it again. I know I started in the last segment, but I'm going to go through all 10 of them. Number one was ask the Lord. Number two is get into the word of God. Become a lover of the word. Know the word. Study yourself to prove. This should be a 911 for you if you're not in it. If you don't know the scripture, take a season to, to dive in and, and continue to do it throughout your faith journey. Never stop getting into the word. If I come up to you and I say, hey, what are you in right now? You should be able to say, I'm in the book of Mark. I'm studying Mark or I'm in the book of Revelation. That's why we do so much at this ministry, at this point of teachings on specific topical issues because there's a lot of questions in the body of Christ and people need answers. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of shepherds. People are talking about all this bizarre stuff and they stopped talking about the scripture. I mean, I see some of these Christian broadcasts. I mean, you would think you're listening to a Q channel. I mean, they're saying the exact same things. And I'm not against Q. I, I understand the whole Q thing. Trust me, I've, I've read a lot of it and a lot of it's actually not wrong, but there is some stuff in there that's mixed. And so a long time ago, you know, I just asked the Lord, is this something that you want me to follow? He said, no. The reason is because he says a shepherd 
would you want your pastor following that or would you want your pastor following the scripture? I said, I want my, my pastor to follow the scripture. He said, okay, then you do the same. Doesn't mean, look, I know the Q people are patriots and I know a lot of you that have followed the Q movement. And, but some of these people out there that are promising stuff, has it happened? I mean, you know, you could get some crumbs and think that it's happening. But in reality, what if this was all just something to get us off course or to, to render us, uh, you know, in, incapable of doing anything because we think something's happening? That, that's more logical, isn't it? And, and when you look at it from a discernment standpoint, you think about it, you say, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say to do? Well, you know, if the country is walking in disobedience, if the nation is off the moral abyss, you know, into the, into the abyss and, and off the cliff and, and, and teaching immorality in the, in the schools and have the churches gone woke, a lot of them, and, you know, have people stopped preaching and teaching the entirety of the word of God? Well, yes. Okay, then does the, the country deserve judgment? Well, yeah. But what, what do you do to stop that? Well, the, the, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name, not all people, just the people of, of God, humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. These are things that God wants us to do. We got to get in the scripture and then do what the scripture says. That's the actual key. That's the actual answer. Call upon the name of the Lord and we will be saved. See, the devil wants us to think somebody else is going to save us so we don't need to do anything. It's the same thing he did when he convinced us that he doesn't exist. If he doesn't exist, then we don't need to fight him. If he doesn't exist, there doesn't need to be spiritual warfare. We don't need to do anything. Same thing. Well, there's somebody else going to save us, so you don't have to do anything that the scripture says. You don't have to repent. You don't have to turn from wickedness. You know, all this great stuff is going to happen, and literally you don't have to do anything because God's so good. Well, then he would have to apologize to ancient Israel, wouldn't he? Because he, he brought them into captivity on several occasions. The temple was destroyed on several occasions. Well, those are his chosen people. Why did that happen? Because they worshiped idols, and they got away from the one and only true God, and that's what's happened in America. So there is hope. The hope is in Jesus. The hope is in the word. The hope is not in these people that are making bombastic claims. And so we need discernment to be able to, to, to navigate through that. And so number three is hear the voice of the Lord. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. If you want discernment, you've got to be a person that seeks the heart of God. And in order to seek the heart of God, you've got to hear from the Lord. We say, well, pastor, I don't know how to hear from the Lord. Well, you know what? Ask the Lord. Say, speak to me, Lord. I want to hear from you. Get alone with him. Spend time with him, not just praying about what you want, what you need, but asking him what he wants, what he wants of you and how you can be about his business. Number four, know about spiritual warfare. You've got to study spiritual warfare because we're in a spiritual war. And so discernment and spiritual warfare go hand in hand. You know, a lot of the attacks and the deception are spiritual warfare. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And so you got to use the weapons of our warfare. What are they? Well, again, it's the word of God, it's the sword of the spirit, praying, fasting, some things through prayer and fasting, the scripture says, we got to pray and fast. We've got to be people that love prayer. In fact, uh, prayer's on the list here. And, and they're all kind of, a lot of these things are hand in hand and they're kind of synonymous with each other. Number five, accountability. Two or more witnesses. The Bible says, in the mouth of two or more witnesses, my word will be established. But we got to have mentors and elders and people that we can bounce things off of these are people that are spiritually astute people that say yeah you know i know it looks that way to you but let me just you know let me challenge you on this this is what the scripture says and then we have to be teachable we got to be accountable very important number six is it too good to be true if it's too good to be true it probably is not true let's just be honest uh there may be some things like hey the fact that we're going to rule and reign with Christ for all eternity and we're going to walk on streets of gold, that actually is good and it's, it's true. But there are things that people are saying 
you know, this is going to happen. There's going to be this quantum financial system where everybody's going to have all their debts, you know, absolved and, you know, everything's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. And, you know, America's going to be more powerful than ever. And does that sound too good to be true? It's probably because it is. So, you know, you just got to be careful. You got to take the things to the Lord. Now, is the Lord capable of restoring our land? Yes, he is. But we've got to do it in the way that he says to do. If my people, right? It's an if my people moment. Number seven, what is their track record? How many times has somebody said something and it not come true and yet you're still listening to them? Well, that's fruit right there. You got to look at the fruit. So they have bad fruit. Now, everybody gets it wrong once in a while. I'll admit I probably got it wrong time to time here. But when I do, I repent. And I say, hey, I got this wrong. I'm a human, but I'm going to move forward. And I'm going to course correct. That's a sign of good leadership. Many people are too prideful to do that. So they just double down on their falsehood. That's a red flag. Uh, number eight, wait on the Lord. If you don't hear an answer, wait on him. Seek his face. Sometimes he's not going to speak right away, but he will speak to you. But, you know, he wants to teach you something. And in the waiting, you'll learn a lesson. And so sometimes you just got to wait on the Lord. Lord, I think this is you, but let me ask you. And then he doesn't say anything. Okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going I'm to get it established in the mouth of two more witnesses. I'm going to look for confirmation. I'm going to read the scripture. Does it bear witness in my spirit? Does it bear witness in the scripture? All very important. Um, number eight, uh, I'm sorry, number nine, a person of prayer. Be a person of prayer. Look at the fruit of the other person. Are they a person of prayer? Also, you be a person of prayer. Pray over it. If you have an unction or a check in your spirit, take it to the Lord again. That, that's synonymous with hearing the voice of the Lord. But, you know, be a person of prayer. And number 10, what is the end goal? If somebody is making bombastic claims and then you notice, hey, they got this massive ministry and they're making all this money and all of a sudden they're bling bling and they're shooting like live videos from their gorgeous house that's like multi-million dollar home. All of a sudden, hmm, what is the goal here? Is it power? Is it money? Are they glorifying the Lord and what they're doing? Maybe in some things, but not in all things because uh, obviously there's an idol in their life. And yeah, unfortunately, there's a lot of people that have fallen in this trap. So what's the goal? Is the goal to save America? Is the goal to be about scripture and what God says we need to do? Or have they come up with their own devolution? Hmm. You know, sounds good. That would be awesome if that's happening. But is it happening? Look, I always say this. If one of these things that some of these people are claiming actually does happen, I'll be right there to repent and say, you know what, I got it wrong. But every single thing that, that I have taken to the Lord, the Lord has shown me there's a lot of deception in these areas, in the patriot community, in the Christian community. And that's because people have listened to false people, false teaching, false doctrines, false prophets. And I do love some prophets out there. I mean, many of you know I have my friend Joseph on. Uh, you know, I got some other friends that are, you know, prophets that I think I could trust because I know that they, how they live their life. And I know they're honorable people. So I'm not against like everybody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we have many friends that are prophetic. I'm prophetic, by the way. I operate in the prophetic. So if I was against prophecy, I'd be against myself. But when I give a prophetic word, it's with fear and trembling. Like I, I you know, if I'm saying thus saith the Lord, it better be a thus saith the Lord. And if it doesn't happen, I better repent of it. You know what I'm saying? Because I missed it. So this is the key. Good, liter good leadership can course correct. Good leadership doesn't double down on falsehoods. We need discernment because the hour that we're in is so incredibly important. And if we miss this, uh, there's, there's ramifications that will, honestly, the, the freedom of our, of our country is at, at stake. 
um, you know, our future, the what's going to happen to our our children and our offspring and our country. All these things are at stake right now. So this isn't a time. This isn't like a joke. This isn't to be messing around. I'll leave you with this. The, the word discern and its derivatives are translations of the Greek word anakrio. I think I said this before, but in case I didn't, I want to make sure you get this. Um, to be diligent in your search, to examine, to be able to discriminate or make determinations. It's related to wisdom. And this is what you as a believer need to walk in. Okay. We all need to walk in discernment, discernment of the Holy Spirit. Very important. If you grasp this concept, you're going to be set up for success in your life and in your walk with Jesus Christ. The friends you make, uh, the business decisions you make, relationships you enter into, people you listen to, discernment of the Holy Spirit is so key. And so pray, ask the Lord, give me discernment. Take the steps that we took today. And, and put it through that test, okay? I love you guys. I bless you. We'll be back next week, pastortodd.org. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast today that's being streamed on many, many different channels all around the world. And if this is helpful to you and you think these types of teachings might help others, we need your support. Um, appreciate you praying about being a partner here at the ministry Uh, We definitely need more partners, and I humbly ask, uh, thank you. Thank you so much to those that do support. We love you. We're we're trying our best to do the work of the kingdom here, and uh, it's pretty amazing what God is doing. Uh, He's raising up a remnant for a time as this. Thank you so much. You can go to www.pastortodd.org or www.toddcoconato.com. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.